When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Classic Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast, your go-to destination for timeless laughs and entertainment. Our podcast features the best classic comedy radio shows from the golden age of radio, including iconic programs like The Jack Benny Show, Fibber McGee and Molly, and The Abbott and Costello Show. With our carefully curated collection of episodes, you'll be transported back in time to an era where humor was simple, clever, and truly funny. So... Tune in and join us for the nostalgic journey through the world of classic comedy radio. Laugh your way through the past with the Classic Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by the Christian Devotional and Prayer Journal for Women. Are you looking for a guided Christian devotional and undated journal to help you deepen your faith and prayer life? Well, look no further. The Women's Bible Study and Devotional is designed to help you explore the Bible in a meaningful way and to develop the habit of regular devotion and prayer. The guide provides scripture-based lessons and activities that will help you draw closer to God and gain an understanding of the Bible's teachings. You can get your copy from Amazon, or you can see the link at the top of our show notes. The Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. and paper mate pens bring you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Phil Dench and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Can you stop in time? Ask yourself that question the next time you drive your car. If the car in front of you should jam on his brakes to avoid a stray dog, if a child should dash across an intersection, if a tire should blow out, could you stop in time to save a life? Slippery roads, fogged windshields, poor visibility, all of these factors mean that you must be more alert in following simple safety rules. Always get the feel of the road before you accelerate. Try out your brakes to discover just how slick the road surface may be and adjust your speed to driving conditions. Check on your driving habits. Keep your windshields clear of fog. Be certain your headlights and wipers are in working condition. In wet weather, never slam on your brakes. It's a sure way to put your car into a skid on a slick road. And always follow at a safe distance. Traffic accidents and death rates are still extremely high. Be careful. Accidents don't always happen to the other fellow. (laughs) 
Mr. and Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista have invited Dr. Gamble and his lady friend over this evening to help decorate the Christmas tree. Coffee and fruitcake will be served in the dining room. And the host and hostess are getting things ready right now. Where do you want these ornaments, Molly? And the tinsel? Just put them there beside the tree, dearie. Uh, I'll be with you in a minute. You can start untangling the strings of lights if you want to. I brought them up from the basement. I see them. Boy, are they ever a mess. Looks like a pile of insulated spaghetti with red and green meatballs. <laughs> Christmas tree lights are always a mess when you bring them out for the holidays. You know that. I thought it wasn't going to be like that this year. Seems to me I remember coiling each string up separately last year and putting them in a box to put away neat. You did? I did. Coiled each string neatly, put them in a box, fell down the basement steps with them, <laughs> gathered them up and flung the whole mess into the fruit cellar. Remember? Okay, I'll start untangling them. What time is Doc and his gal friend coming? Around eight. I sure wish Uncle Dennis was here to help us. He could take care of putting the lights on the tree himself. You know? The lights? Sure. Does anybody knows how a Christmas tree ought to be lit up, it's Uncle Dennis, because he used to come home every night, all... What you gonna do with the candlesticks? Put them on the table. I thought we'd have our coffee and cake by candlelight. Can oh, Molly, you're not gonna put us through that eating-in-the-dark routine again, are you? Well, I thought it would be nice. You remember what happened last summer when we had Herb and Ruth Travis over and you made us eat by candlelight? And Herb ate the nasturtiums and drank the finger bowl and said the soup and salad were delicious. Oh, <laughs> Herb was clowning. Well, that's the night I stuck the drumstick in my eye and I wasn't clowning. That hurt. McGee, any time you can't find your mouth with fried chicken, that's not darkness. That's eagerness. I just thought candlelight would be sort of romantic for the doctor and Miss Callahan, but it's... Uh, light the candles if you want to, but leave the ceiling lights on too, will you? Well, if you feel that strongly about it, I'll skip it. Good. Anyhow, when you start cutting that cake, old Fatso ain't going to be interested in romance. Just food. Oh, I don't know about that now. He drives this girl home from the library two or three times a week. Yeah? <laughs> Must be kind of tough trying to romance a librarian, you know that? Why? Well, you start whispering in her ear and she thinks she's back at work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the doctor makes out all right, though. Can't you just imagine Doc saying to her, Have you got a kiss for old Doc? <laughs> and she says, I'll look and see. Who's the author of it? <laughs> That's a funny idea, dearie. Yeah. There's one string loose. Say, you don't think what's her name, Doris, is really interested in old Lard Bucket seriously, do you? Well, it could happen. Uh, look before I forget it. I don't want you throwing any of those comedy names of yours at the doctor tonight. Me? You'll be trying to make a nice impression, so you behave. You hear? Don't I always behave? Yes, you always don't behave. Now, none of that tonight. You mean I can't greet my best friend at the door with a cheery welcome like happy yuletide blubber bottom? <laughs> or maybe just a simple dignified good evening, Flab? No. Okay. Well, there's the lights all untangled. That's not as bad as I thought. I bought some new bulbs. They're there on the mantel. We always need... Well, I plug this string in and see how they look. Make sure they're in good working order before we put them on the tree and we won't have trouble later on because... <laughs> Don't light. I've got a loose bulb. While you're checking it, I'll plug in the other string and see if it works. We should buy some new lights soon. These strings are about... Well, what do you know? It works. Great, great. This one's okay now, too. I think. A couple of bulbs were loose. Let me plug it in there. Aha, look at that. All lit up like the great white way. Well, hallelujah. Yay. This is the first Christmas in our married life that all the tree lights worked at the same time. Lay them there by the tree with the ornaments. 
Boy, oh boy, this is a good sign, Molly. Anytime I can get the Christmas tree lights working without running after my toolbox and six rolls of friction tape, I'm sailing. <laughs> this is your night. You said it. Maybe for once in our life. Watch your feet. This. Oh. What did I step on? Yes. Which string? Both of them. I better run and get my toolbox. <laughs> Don't wait, Molly, my mate. We have a date to tell the folks shopping late about Papermate. What's that, McGee? I said that right now we want to tell everyone who's shopping late about a swell gift idea. Oh, you mean Papermate can? Right. Well, I'd like to say that Papermate is a foolproof gift idea. Everybody can use one, and you don't have to worry about color or styles or quality. Papermate is the pen approved by bankers and school principals all over the country. Yes, and I got it straight from a loose-lipped reindeer that Santa approves, too. <laughs> he ought to. Everyone else does. The famous retractable Papermate pen can't leak. The ink can't smear or transfer. You get up to 70,000 words without refilling. And Papermate comes in seven beautiful color combinations. Buy one in each color so you'll have some on hand for extra gifts or, or favors. That's a good idea. If you're shopping late, give Papermate. Even after Santa takes off, you can buy Papermate pens at your neighborhood drugstore for only $1.69. So if you're shopping late, give Papermate. Shopping late? Give Papermate. Okay, Molly. That ought to do it. Plug him in again. Okay. Contact. Sure you got the plug in tight? Yeah, absolutely. Something must be wrong. Clever observation. Well, this don't scare me, kiddo. I'll go over this wiring inch by inch. And don't you worry. I'll get these Christmas tree lights fixed tonight if it takes me till next Christmas. Hand me them pliers and what you looking at. What on earth is this behind the big chair here? Did you put these here? You mean those empty eggshells? Don't touch them, kiddo. I got a great gag. What in the world is the idea? Now, look. When old Doc comes in, you tell him to sit there in the big chair, see? When he flops down, I'll holler, What's the ornament, Tatso? And then I'll crunch them eggshells with my foot, see? <laughs> we'll get a million laughs out of the look on his face. No. Huh? You'll do nothing of the kind. Oh. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You're not going to embarrass the doctor now in front of Miss Callahan. Okay, I won't. The gee whiz, I don't know why. Guys. Here they are now. I'll get the door. Ah, come in, come in. So nice to see you both. Hi, Doc. Hello. Happy you, Doc. Hi, Doris. Let me take your things. Put your overcoat here in the hall, Doctor. I'll take it, Doctor. Okay. Oh, my, what a beautiful tree, Molly. Well, I'm so glad you could come help us decorate it, dear. I appreciate being included. I know that you and Mr. McGee are George's dearest friends, and you're sweet to include me George's in. George's dearest friends? 
Oh, bragging again, are you, George? I didn't say both of them, Doris. I just meant Molly. You can see at a glance that being friends with little mullet head here takes a mighty patient personality. <laughs> well, toss your mighty personality on the sofa there, Lord Bucket. Er, uh, Doctor. Thank you, Sonny. I will. Sit down, Doris. Watch the ornaments, that's open. Great, Scott. McGee, I told you not to pull that silly eggshell trick. I never touch them eggshells. Oh. Good heavens, uh. That's right on a box of ornaments. It's perfectly all right, Doctor. I must have broken three or four of them. You broke six of them. Matter of fact. But that's okay, clumsy. We got plenty. Terribly awkward of me. Oh, you couldn't help it, George. Oh, no, you couldn't help it, George. Gee whiz, you can't see behind you. Of course not. Nobody can. Take a periscope six foot long to look around behind that big tub of... Oh, you couldn't help it, George. Say, when can we go to work here? I meant to start on that tree. You kids go ahead. Get a kitchen chair and start hanging ornaments, Doc. I gotta fix these strings of lights. Oh, you've got some beautiful ornaments here, Molly. Look, George, isn't this pretty? Yeah, it looks like artificial fruit. What's it supposed to be, Molly? A pear, I think. Yeah, you know what a pear is, kids. A banana with its girdle off. <laughs> Get busy on the lights, Jerry. We'll start hanging ornaments. Got this socket fixed okay. Now, wrap some tape around here. How are you coming, McGee? The light's nearly ready? Any minute, kiddo, any minute. Hand me up some more ornaments, will you, girls? Oh, here's a pretty red one, George. Careful. Thanks. Top of the tree's a little bare. Yeah. Top of the doctor's getting a little bare, too, ain't it, doctor? <laughs> Shining in my eye. <laughs> McGee. Oh, excuse me. That was the light reflecting off an ornament there, Doc. I thought it was your Is noggin. Who you're giving him a new hat for Christmas, Molly, with holes in the crown so his ears can come through? <laughs> It's an idea, Doctor. Ah, it's great to have you around at Christmas time, Doc, because I guess to Molly and me, you'll always seem, well, just like Santa Claus does. That's a very nice thought, my boy. Are you referring to my jovial, cheery disposition or my well-known generosity? Oh, I was referring to your big, round shape, Doctor. <laughs> oh, see there, Molly? See how it shakes when he laughs like a bowl full of jelly? <laughs> McGee. <laughs> He doesn't mean anything, Doris. They go on like this all the time. Oh, I know. Come on, cornball. Get the lights ready. Want me to run down to Kramer's and buy some new tree lights, Molly? We all know little butter thumbs here is never going to get them up. Oh, we all do, do we all? Well, for your big fat information, Doctor, the lights are all fixed. New bulbs and everything. Wonderful. String them on the tree and light them up, and we'll have some coffee and fruitcake and admire our work. This will just be the prettiest tree in town. And why not? Look who decorated it. The reason these lights took me a while is because I did a real job while I was at it. I spliced the two strings together so they'll be easier to handle. Good. That's a good idea. Go ahead. Plug them in. I'm anxious to Okay. See. Where's the wall plug? Oh, here it is. Watch how pretty them new bulbs look. There. Oh. Holy smoke. McGee, what happened? Every light in the house is out. Dark, isn't it? I think I like the tree better the other way. We could see it. <laughs> what do we do now, Mr. Edison? Hey, I got a wonderful idea. Let's light up some candles, Molly. Have our coffee and cake by candlelight, oh. huh? I just love candlelight. It's more romantic that way, and I claim... <laughs> One more shopping day left. Sure hope you've completed all except those inevitable last-minute finishing touches. Tomorrow, if you wind up in the mad whirl of last-minute Christmas shopping, unwind as you sit back, relax, and enjoy the wonderful programs on the NBC radio network. 
Somehow there's nothing so nice as to get home, take off your shoes, and relax as you listen to the radio. Tomorrow evening, NBC will be celebrating Christmas Eve on many of your favorite programs. There'll be a special program in the Yuletide spirit on the Roy Rogers Show as Roy and Dale celebrate on the Double R Bar Ranch. Robert Young will take his family in tow during Father Knows Best for an amusing and entertaining show, while Eddie Cantor will highlight some of the Christmases which remain brightest in his memory of show business. Ralph Edwards promises you a very special Christmas Eve show, and throughout the evening the Christmas chimes will ring out on NBC. We hope that tomorrow night after the stockings are hung by the chimney with care, you'll let us at NBC join you for Christmas Eve. Well, it was a nice evening, McGee. Captain, that candlelight was just as romantic as you said it would be. You know, Doc Gamble's in love. He told me so. Did he really? Mm-hmm. What did he say? What did he tell you? Well, it was just before they left. I took him out to the kitchen, you know, to get a glass of water. You know what he says to me? He says, McGee, he says, I love that fruitcake. So I gave him a piece to take home. (laughs) Good. Good night. Good night, all. Papermate Pins have brought you the Fever, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Mary Jane Croft as Miss Callahan. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fever, McGee, and Molly. Now's the time to get Mama Kitchen Radio for Christmas for the great daytime shows on the NBC Radio Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the story of Amos and Andy. Well, Mr. and Mrs. George Stevens have finally crashed into the upper crust of society. Today, they received an invitation to a formal party. The kingfish is able to squeeze into his old full dress suit, but... Sapphire is now in the act of demanding a new formal dress from her husband. But, George, men is different. They just wear the same full dress suit. But a woman's got to have a new dress now and then. Yeah, well, you got an evening dress. You ain't got to have a new dress every time you turn around. With the one I got, I don't dare turn around. <laughs> uh, well, how about that dress that you had once, the white one with the long fringe? The chain was tore off of that dress when the flower girl stepped on it and I wear it. <laughs> Well, maybe we better forget about this formal affair. Well, I don't get out of this house much, and I want to go. Now, what am I going to do about a formal dress? I'd like to get a new taffeta so I'll rustle when I walk in. Well, if rustling is all you're worrying about, uh, wear one of your old dresses and tie some paper bags in there. <laughs> i got one dress that I don't wear everywhere, but everybody I know has not seen it. Uh, which one is that? Dress with the low-cut back that I bought. Dress with the low-cut back? Why don't you just turn it around with... uh, No, you can't... Listen, George, I'm going to have to go to the 
Joyce, I've been keeping $50 of your money that you was to use this summer on your fishing trip. Now, I'm going to take that $50 and buy me now, a... Now, wait just a minute, Joe. Wait just a minute, honey. Don't spend that $50 of mine. Leave it to me, honey. I'll do something about getting you a dress. Fish, I'm glad to hear that you and your wife is invited to this social puncture. Uh, yes, Henry, we'll be there, all right. You know, it's being given for Mr. Alfred Barrington, the socialite that just arrived from California. Yes, I heard he got in town yesterday. Uh, why is the window Friday to give the party? Well, it seems that Mr. Barrington came through on a pace to throw him out. Yeah, come by freight, huh? The birds are out. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, a group of us went down to the yard to go down to the yard for this big social event. Oh, yes. Oh, well, Kingfish, the whole... Well, Kingfish, the whole... I gotta get that by a new formal dress. I gotta get that by a new formal dress. I gotta get that... Oh, yes. You want to put a friend in her strapless evening gown? Has a few spots on it. But mind you, these spots are champagne and caviar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, Claire. <laughs> yeah, I see that strapless dress on your way. Uh, tell me this. Uh, how does that thing stay up on her without straps over her shoulder holding it up? Well, around the top of the dress on the inside, there's a strip of adhesive tape that encircles her entire body. Adhesive tape, huh? Yes. When we return home in the evening, I always have to unhook the dress and give her a gasoline rub-down. Well, so far I say that she got to have a new formal dress, and I ain't got no money to buy one. Well, very confidential, Kingfish. I'll tell you what my wife Clara does sometimes. Oh, what is that? She buys a dress on the charge account, wears it that night, and takes it back the next day. Hmm, didn't know you could do that. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Some dresses have been worn to so many parties that the price tag is even a little frayed. Uh, you don't tell me. You know, the price tags is put on with them little lead washers uh, so you can't get them off, you know? Mm-hmm. And when the dress is wore, the tag must be covered with something. Yeah, well, how in the world can a woman hide the tag? Well, Kingfish... Whenever you see a woman at the party wearing a corsage under her arm, the dress goes back. Uh, Henry, this is a good idea you done, Gimme. I wonder if my good friend Andy Brown has got a charge account that's in working condition. In working condition. Come in, Kingfish, come in. Well, hello there, Brother Andy. I've just been talking to the credit manager at the Globe Department store about you. I don't owe him a cent. Yeah, well, the credit man spoke very highly of you. Say they miss you over there. He wonders why you don't take advantage of his credit system in this country. What do you mean? What credit system? Them charge accounts don't give a man nothing but trouble. Well, now, don't say that, Andy. Charge accounts is an important thing. They're established credit. Credit is the whole basis of economics. Economics? What is them? I was surprised to see how ignorant you is, Andy. Ain't you ever heard of economics? Well, I don't hear of them, but I never seen one. What is it? Economics, my friend, is the science of why everybody is broke. Yeah. Oh, they got a bureau down in Washington to help people on that stuff. It's called the Bureau of Supply and Demand. Well, how, how did the Bureau of Supply and Demand work? Well, uh, these high-paid politicians down there... Uh, you see, they're paid so that when somebody builds up a supply, they can figure out what, some way the government can demand it. That's what that is. Well, what has that got to do with me charging stuff at the Globe Department store? Oh, world trade, and it, it, it keeps everybody going. All over the world, the different countries is trading on credit. Don't know. Oh, yeah, the United States does it, France does it, Russia, Tasmania, Armenia, Romania, all the menus do it. <laughs> They do, huh? Oh, yeah, and the Slavias, too. Checo and Jugo, they do it. Oh, yeah. They all 
please don't credit it. Well, that ain't got nothing to me. I don't want to do it. Yeah, well, now, listen, Andy, even a little country like Bulgaria uses credit. Sure. And you don't mean to sit there and tell me that you're any better than Bulgaria. No, but how can these big countries deal on credit? Lend lease. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, what is this lend lease? Well, lend lease is when some country wants us to lend them something, and the least we can do is let them have it. Huh? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, cool. So, then lease works both ways. Uh, we made a deal with Sweden, you know. Sweden? What did we get from them? Well, they sent us a lot of smorgasbords and other kind of lumber over here. <laughs> well, uh... Tell me this, uh, Kingfish. When countries is dealing with others, how come they charge us everything instead of paying cash? Well, the economic world traded lend lease of the credit structure will fall to pieces if credit ain't used. And that's why you ought to go over to the gold department store and charge something. Yeah, you're right, you know. I wonder what I could charge over there. Well, now, let me think. Uh, Sapphire could use a new evening gown. I could charge it to your account. Now, there's a lucky break for you right there, you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We could... Hey, wait a minute. I'll have to pay for that. No, no, I'll tell you how it work it, though. See, uh, just, uh, we'll go over there, get the dress, charge it to you. She'll wear it Friday night. We'll take it back to the store on Saturday, and that way it won't cost you nothing. We can keep the world's credit system going all the time. Yeah, well, if Bulgaria can do it, I can do it. It's a deal. Oh, that's the stuff. Oh, now everything running smooth, and I feel a lot better. I ain't worried no more. Oh, wait a minute. Tell me this, Kingfish. Why is you always in such a jam? One week you got to get yourself a place to live. Next week, you're in trouble with the grocery man, the butcher. Next time, you got to get a dress. Why is you always in a jam? Well, one word will explain the whole thing to you, Andy. And that word is... Necessity. 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 That most unnecessary thing. Necessity. forget now that that's going back to the store for credit on Saturday morning. And be careful and tell your wife not to spill nothing on there, because that's pink, and it's going to show spots. Yeah, well, I'll see that she eats nothing but salmon and drinks nothing but pink lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, so in case she dribbles, it will match, you see. Yeah, well, if anything happens to that dress, you is going to pay $39.50. Hey, wait a minute, Andrew. Give me an idea. $39.50. Believe I'll sure take the dress out of the box here and change the price tag a little bit so I won't think it's too cheap. Yeah, that might be a good idea. What are you going to change the $39.50 to? Well, I'll make an 8 out of that 3. That'll make it $89.50. Yeah, that's the stuff. The more a woman figures a dress cost, the more thrills you get out of it. Oh, yeah, that's right, brother. And I don't know it sounds silly, but that's the female thyrology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a 89.50 thrill is more than a 39.50 thrill. There's a difference there. 50 thrills, you see. Yeah, well, go ahead. Change that price. Yeah, uh, give me a fountain pen, then. Hey, this is a cheap pen. I don't know if the thing will work. Yeah, well, here I go now. I'll make an eight out of that tree. Uh, hey, man, ain't no ink in this thing, is it? Well, there must be ink in there. I just filled it this morning over at the bank while the policeman wasn't looking. Uh, is you sure you got ink in here? It struck the bottle dry and started gurgling for more. <laughs> Maybe the ink is jammed up in Yeah, there. well, I'll shake the thing. See if it's... Uh-oh. Kingfish, look what you've done, John. You got ink all over the bottom of that dress. Oh, why didn't you tell me this was a bad pen? The bottom of that dress is ruined. If that store don't take this dress back, you're going to pay for it. Bulgaria or no Bulgaria. Now, you wait a minute, Chair. This was your pen, and the ink spots on that dress is all your fault. All my fault? I'm glad you agree with me. See, I got you there. Wait a minute, Chair. Wait a minute. You was the one that got the ink on that dress. Yeah, but in the eyes of the law, I inked the dress. But it was your pen, and that automatic make you the inky. That's what it is. <laughs> I is the inky. Yeah, I is the inker. And since you own the fountain pen, you done the damage. You is guilty under the fountain pen law. What fountain pen law? You handed the pen to me. You committed the capillary action that caused the whole thing. You handed me the lethal instrument. Look here, still got your fingerprints on it. I ought to have on gloves, you know that? Yeah. It's all your fault, too. I took it for granted that this was a perfectly illegitimate fountain pen. I am sorry that both Gary ever started this thing. What is I going to do about it now? Well, you were responsible for the whole thing. Now, listen here, Kingfish. I done took all for you. I'm going to took. Well, say, don't you get tough with me. You know? I got a good notion to pop you right in the nose. Hey, you hit me and you're going to think a trip hammer jumped on you. You good for nothing, bum. You're getting me in trouble. Don't you call me no bum, you big tramp. That's all. Take off your coat. All right, let's take off our coat. And put off your do. All right, let's go to it. Out here, Amos. You're just in time to see a good fight. Yeah, glad you come in in time. Yeah, well, I ain't going to stop it, but I think you both ought to be ashamed of yourself. A couple of good men. Can you handle him by yourself? You don't need me. All right, Amos. If that's the way you feel about it, let's start something. Smack me in the face once. Just smack me in the face. Just once. Okay, Andy. I said once. Uh, uh, Andy, look here. If you're going to let Amos get away with that, hit him back. Well, oh, now, listen, Andy. I don't want to start no fight with you. Well, come to think about it, I don't want to fight with you neither, Amos. Well, okay, then. Andy, let's settle this thing some other way. Well, I'm getting out of here and letting you two cowards alone. So long, fella. Hi, Shorty. Hi. Well, I'll be doggone. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't... Hey, listen, I'm supposed to meet the kingfish here at your barber shop. Mm. We almost had a fight, but we're done made up now. Uh, the kingfish phoned me and said he was coming over to see me. Sit down, Andy. Yeah. You know what? You sure got a lot of hair laying around on the floor here in the barber shop. Yeah, I, I can't find a janitor to clean up the place. Some of that hair's been there for long. It's turning gray. 
Yeah, well, from the look of that floor there, you've been pretty busy. Yeah, there'd be an inspector from the Board of Health coming this morning and looked the place over. He said, if that ain't a rug on the floor, you better sweep it up. Well, me and the kingfish is in a little trouble, Shorty. We is... Uh... Oh, hi there, fellas. Hey, hi. kingfish, uh, show that dress to Shorty. Uh, Shorty, take a look at this dress. Hmm. Uh, tell, tell me this. Uh, you know anything about taking spots out of a dress? Yeah. Let me see. Uh, hand me the dress. I, I got some spot removal stuff right here. I, I, I want to test it to see if the ink is permanent. L- lay it down here on the table. Yeah, test out the ink there. I think it's permanent. Yeah, let it out, brother. Give me room, will you please? Now I shake some of this stuff out of the bottle on this rag here, and then I rub it again like this. Uh, and, and... Uh, what do you think? Is the ink permanent? I don't know, but the material ain't. <laughs> Look what you done done to the dress there. You done put a hole in the thing. That's nothing. Look what it done to my table. Now he is in a mess. Oh, Andy, look here. I got an idea. Ain't but one thing to do. Let me pair a scissor, Shorty. Me and Andy will go in the back room here and cut off the bottom of the dress in front where the damage is done. Give me the dress. Here you are. Good luck to Come on, Kingfish. Lay it down right there. Yeah, now we'll uh, cut off the bottom of the dress right here in front. Yeah, uh... Now, now, how's that, Andy? Well, now the dress is too long in back. You better cut off some of the back, too. Uh, uh, how is it now? Now the back is too short. You better go back to the front and cut a little more off to even that up. Uh, as we snip past the ink stains and the hole? Yeah, you passed that two snips ago. <laughs> but the back is too long now. Yeah, I'll even the back up a little bit. I'll turn around here. Oh, oh, the scissors done slipped there, and I done cut a V in the thing. Look at that. Well, we'll tell them it's a new style. The only dress they ever see with a V-neck in the bottom. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, Jeff. I better cut straight across and take that V out, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is still a good evening dress, though. The only thing is, they're going to have to wear it in the afternoon. That's the only difference, Jeff. You think that the store is going to take this back now? Pick up the pieces, and let's take the dress over to our lawyer, Stonewall LaGuardia. Maybe he can help us out of this mess. Yeah. Well, come on, Andrew. Let's go in here and see our lawyer, LaGuardia Stonewall. Yeah. Hello there, LaGuardia. Hey, you look kind of tired, Stonewall. Yeah, I'm exhausted. <laughs> this morning I chased the ambulance all the way down Lenox Avenue. It was very disappointing. Oh, uh, didn't you catch the ambulance? Oh, yeah, yeah. But when I got inside, it was full of lawyers. <laughs> yeah, well, that must have made it kind of crowded for the patient. No, no, he was up front with the driver. <laughs> Listen, LaGuardia, we is in a jam. Yeah, that's what I don't like about being a lawyer. Everybody comes in here is in trouble. Yeah, well, this is a different kind of trouble, LaGuardia. This is about a skirt. Yeah, listen, them skirts cause 90% of the trouble. <laughs> no, no, LaGuardia, not that kind of skirt. This is a dress. Yeah, we has got to find somebody to know something about ink spots. Now, I'm your man. I just bought four of their records. <laughs> Listen, look, Guardia, let me tell you what's wrong. Is you listening? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you, brother. Hey, you don't look like you're listening. Your eyes are closed. Yeah, most of the time I listen with my ears. <laughs> well, look here, LaGuardia. You see, we bought a dress at a store, and now we got to take it back because it's got ink on it. 
Why'd you buy a dress with ink on it? No, look here. We got the ink on the dress there. We got it home. Then we tried to get the ink off by cutting the thing with scissors. Yeah, we slipped the whole bottom off the thing. You know, it's a good thing you boys come to see me because there's something you should know. What's that? You is damaged that dress. <laughs> yeah, well, we already knew that it was accidental. Here's the dress. See where we tried to snip off the ink spots? Oh, yeah. You tried to snip, but you snuffed past the place where you should have stopped snapping. <laughs> but, boy, look here. We got to do something about returning this dress, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost us $39.50 there. Uh, what is the legal angle on that? Well, just walk up to the department store and try to hire them into taking it back. Yeah, but what if that don't work? Then you have to take all the pieces, wrap them up, then send it back. But the wrapping is very important. There's only one thing to wrap it in. Uh, what's that? Fifty-nine to six. <laughs> well, mister, you can see that the dress is damaged. That's why we brought it back here to the complaint department. Yeah, and the customer's always right, too. Just a minute. Yeah, well, now, don't give us no argument, mister. You either got to take the dress back or... I won't buy no more stuff here and charge Mr. Brown's account. This dress was in perfect condition when you bought it. Somebody has cut several inches off the bottom of the skirt. Yeah, well, we ain't got the faintest idea who done it. Well, whoever did it did a very bad job. It isn't even cut straight. Well, could we help it if the scissors was dull? Ah, just what I thought. I'm not taking the dress back, and that's final. Uh, how final? Maybe final or final, final? It's final, final. There's the door, Mr. George Stevens. Come on, Andy. Let's get out of here before I lose my temper. Come on. We are in a mess on this charge account thing. Yeah, I wonder what Bulgaria does in a mess like this. Well, let's lay the box down here on the table and put the dress back in it, sir. Hey, wait a minute. We left our hats in that man's office. Wonder if he's too mad to give them to us. Well, let's fold the dress up here and put it in here. Oh, pardon me, Mr. Floorwalker, but I was... Floorwalker? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you was a floorwalker. And I was admiring that dress you just folding up. A dress? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I is the head floorwalker. <laughs> yeah, I is. Yeah. I thought you were talking to Mr. Brown here. My, that's a darling dress. Is it sold? Well, you see, lady, me and oh, him... Well, yeah, well, uh, you were very fortunate, madam. The dress ain't sold yet. Uh, it just come in. You can see the box right here. Oh, it's a common dress, but it seems a little show. Well, now, that's the Lear style, leaving Mr. Brown here. He is our French designer and fashion in southern. <laughs> oh, really? I sure is. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> uh, tell me, Mr. Brown, uh, what is your frank opinion? Well, frankly, my frank opinion is that uh, I'd like to see you buy that dress. It's a very peculiar gown. The top part of it gives the impression of an evening dress, and the length of it looks like an afternoon dress. Well, we designed a special that way. That's what we call our early late model. That's what it is. Early late model. How fascinating. I love the shade. It's real salmon pink, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I copied it right off of salmon. <laughs> Mr. Brown is telling you the truth, madam. Yeah, that's right. Too bad I didn't save the can to prove it to you. Uh, how much is it? Uh, thirty-nine fifty. All right, I'll take it. I certainly hope my husband likes it. I'll pay you in cash. Oh, that's fine. Mr. Brown, you take the latest money for your account. While I get the hats and coats set to we'll go to lunch. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Right. <laughs> sales girl out there refuses to give me my money back on that salmon pink dress I returned. Yes, and rightly so. I've been out there and looked at that dress, and it's damaged. 
It's been cut to pieces. But I bought it here yesterday from your floor walker and your designer. We have no floor walker or designer on this floor, and we will not take the dress back. I'll ask you to please leave my office. Very well. Good day. Never had a store to treat me like this before. Say, miss, where's that pink dress that I brought back a minute ago? I've got some good news for you. I just sold it to a customer here. Oh, you did? Who bought it? I did. Mrs. Joyce Stevens. (laughs) This part of the podcast is sponsored by Understanding the Bible Made Easy. Are you looking to better understand the Bible? then look no further than Understanding the Bible Made Easy. This book is a perfect companion for anyone looking to explore the Bible in a comprehensive and easy-to-understand way. With clear explanations, helpful tips, this book will help you gain a deeper understanding of the Bible so you can start applying its teachings to your life right away. Get your copy of Understanding the Bible Made Easy from Amazon or check out the link at the top of our show notes. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.